Hello and welcome to the Take Your Data Points and the Goals Will Come podcast. I'm Cahill and he's Brian. Hello. So probably um, a bit of a shorter episode this week because we only have three matches to talk about, the two semi-finals and the upcoming final. And because I'm editing this week and I'm lazy. You played that well, you know, postponing, oh, you know, I'll, I'll catch up on the edits. You yeah. Know, and, and the next one and then it comes around and it's the shortest one yet. It's all just strategic. Maybe maybe I'll just wind I'll just wind this one out with long stories that go nowhere, but that I reference <laughs> later in the podcast, so you can't edit it out. You know, all in one oh. go. You have to chop it up bit by bit. I'll keep just coming back, continuing the story when you least expect it. So just like any other podcast episode we've done so far, more or less, yeah. Burn. Boring, boring rambling is you know my thing. That and trying to force in numbers no one cares about. <laughs> Let me explain numbers to you using an audio audible medium. <laughs> if you want the nice colorful graphs, then you go to the website, takingdatapoints.com. Yeah. But if you come to the podcast, you're here to listen about numbers. Numbers just indefinitely being spouted, like five, 15, or 100. Those are numbers. And other numbers include 231 by Tip and 131 by Limerick. Oh, segue. Yeah. Ah, love it. Love it. I mean, I, I think we can confidently say that we're masters at the segue on this podcast, and uh, yeah. Ultra slick. We've, we've come a long way from our humble beginnings um, to the professional sponsored setup that we are now. Um, I mean, what, there was a time where we were recording this, you know, just the bare minimum, and now look at us in our own private studios Yeah. in uh, private locations. I even remember to not turn on the washing machine until we're done this time. Yeah, my washing machine is 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 off at this point in time. Yeah. Um. So, hope but, you appreciate the <laughs> sacrifices we make. Mm. You know, delayed clothes or a small and, price and to we pay waited, for our and fans. And we waited until the ice cream uh, until the ice cream van outside my house left. You know, before yeah. before recording because that was quite noisy too. Yeah. And a dog was howling at it, so it it just kept getting noisier there for a while. So uh back to back to what we were supposed to be talking about before yes. I interrupted. First semi-final uh which was on Saturday 31st of March as we said tip 231 Limerick 131 uh in extra time mind you. So another game involving Limerick going to extra time but this time they came out on the wrong end of it. Um losing by a single goal which is probably pretty stings that bit worse because the first goal that they conceded happened in the opening minute of extra time and came from a terrible puck out after they'd already conceded a point. And I think probably put the match out of reach given how much time they had to recover. And that summed up the match, I think, in total. And, like, we can... Uh, just, I suppose, to explain, Limerick goalkeeper pokes out and pokes it directly into Jason Ford's hand. Jason Ford nearly has to do a double take to understand <laughs> as to what has happened before firing it right back at an unprepared Limerick goalkeeper. And at that point, you have to wonder, what on earth has it occurred? Like, I have seen... I, I missed it totally. I was still, like, I, I was like, okay, point here, I'll quickly message mm. you, you know, while while they're just getting set up, while the puck out's happening. And then I looked yeah. up and it was like, wait, did I, you know, why is there four-point difference? It was, oh, it was bad. I've seen puck outs where they're like, oh, it's gone to nowhere or, oh, it's kind of been pucked out further out of range and it's ended up in, a limer, you know, an opposition player's hand. But literally, Jason Ford 
full centre, full forward, without any Limerick player in his vicinity, was passed to directly by the Limerick goalkeeper. And there's no sun in the eyes thing. The sun had gone down by this stage. Yeah. There's, oh, I don't know what happened. And it was... Limerick were green. Limerick Limerick fought very hard to get it back to extra time. They were down a good bit. Yeah. And they pushed back. And then just to let that happen, really crushing for them. Yeah, I suppose, look, I think up to then, I think it was... Up until extra time, I think it was very, you know, it was a very competitive match. I felt that Tipperary always felt like that they were the stronger team and certainly kind of um, played as such. Limerick kind of were always kind of trying to catch up and chip away at a margin. And and Tip did build up a margin, I suppose, early on in that match and kind of seemed to, you know, run run away with it after a while. It did, it did just seem like everything was kind of going... It just wasn't mm. meant to be for Limerick that day because, as we said, there was that goal. It was just a total weird fluke. Um, mm. During the most of the game itself as well, like, Tip were really clinical. They were... Any point... Any shot they got, they were scoring a point from it. But mm. Limerick were getting way more shots and they just got tons of wides in the first half, especially. Um, they just couldn't... They couldn't make use of their extra possession. And then, of course... You know, on top of all that, we were saying before this, there'd be a good battle between Aaron Galan and Jason Ford, both of whom have been mm. amongst the highest scorers coming into this match. And Aaron Galan opened the match by twisting his ankle. And, you know, he played on for 60 minutes of the match, most of the match. And, you know, he, he was still good. He still got a good few points. He got their freeze and so on. But Seven points. But he just wasn't scoring from play and he wasn't quite himself. Yeah. He was good, but normally he's excellent and... You know, it was just for Limerick to still push it to extra time. I think was phenomenal considering everything going against them that day. Yeah, and I, I suppose for Angolan, like it was seven points, um, five from freeze, one from sixty-five, and obviously one from play. And then, and like we said, it, when it came down to it, it was going to be a competition between these two men. Jason Ford, two goals and eleven points, Oof. and eight of those points from freeze. And I mean, that just two, speaks for itself. Is phenomenal. <laughs> Yeah, and those That's two goals stupid. were came at crucial points in the match. Yeah, um, both the first extra one times. we, yeah. yeah, and the first one we spoke about an extra time really did. I think catch Limerick unawares. I think it, yeah, I think it made just that bit more of a struggle for Limerick really to get back into the game. And you could argue maybe from a Tipperary perspective. You know, should they have let Limerick back into the game as much as they did because they were for majority of the match they were ahead they were in front and Limerick managed just to chip keep on chipping away at it but look when it came down to it like they were able to position themselves they were able to score um they were able to score their goals and put the match away when it really counted and re- certainly in the last maybe four minutes of extra time in that second half um there was no doubt in I think in anyone's mind really as to whether you know Tip had it secured and Tip were going to go forward I think for Limerick I think definitely there seemed to be a case of nerves um about I don't think they were quite yeah. as confident starting off slow to uh, get going in this one really yeah and certainly not with the same intensity or ferocity maybe against um that they kind of had shown against Clare interesting enough though it was a similar start you know both Clare and Tip pulling away with leads with Limerick chipping away at them Mm. which you know I mean I think it's great it it does speak a lot to Limerick in terms of determination yeah well I mean um, you you compare to you compare to last year's league semi-final uh, where Limerick lost to Galway, they were out of that game probably before the second half even started. They were, they just, they just looked defeated going into it. To, you know, this year, they just really looked so improved. 
And I think, mm-hmm. you know, going forward for Lemmy, like, it, it's just clear how much they have improved in a year's time. Um, I mean, it's, it's a bonus for them coming into the semifinal, knowing that they've gotten promotion this year and everything. Um, mm. but yeah, they just looked, they looked a lot better. Um, there's actually, if you didn't see the match, you could probably put together a really good highlight reel of it. Cause some of the yeah. points and, you know, Jason Ford's second goal, uh, there was a superb, uh, Limerick point, which was doing the rounds where it was just a really, just sly, like, no-look pass uh, from one of the Limerick players to set up a point, uh, which is absolutely superb. Um, like, it was a very solid game, really good play by both teams, and just, yeah, really good effort. Um, Limerick were unlucky to be missing their top scorer, really, you know, or not missing, but not having him at full strength. But uh, really, I think both teams can be very optimistic going forward with what they've done in this year's league. Yeah, certainly. I think for Tip, it's kind of a case of um, a resumption of form when they're into a final. Um, after we'll say a somewhat shaky last year, um, shaky performance last year. At, le- at least, definitely when they came to starting off and in their league. And then for Limerick, I mean, it's a massive improvement. Um, I think it's an important. They'll have learned some important lessons from this match. And when they meet Tip again in the Munster Championship. Um, definitely probably won't be caught as off guard and maybe there'll be a bit of less uh, less nerves about them um, going into that match once again Mun- Munster is going to be insane this year yeah say it every single week and I felt the need to bring it up again <laughs> I mean we were expecting after last year you know maybe a top three of you know Tip Waterford Cork probably and now it's looking mm. like Tip Limerick Clare and it could change again in the next month and you know it's just it's it's been really weird. <laughs> They're so close to one another. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, but it's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, so I think overall, excellent work from Limerick. Um, just need to keep the eye on the prize, I suppose, going coming forward and learning from the mistakes in this match. I think definitely playing against more experienced sides like Tip and Clare and Galway, in fact, mm-hmm. will definitely have helped them along the way. Um, and for Tip, I think it's business as usual. I think it's positive and look. I certainly don't think they'll be disappointed going forward. No. Right. Going into uh, a bit of a, a bit more of an underwhelming match compared to that, uh, you know, thrill fest going into extra time. This one was never going into extra time. No. One where Wides featured as well, heavily as well. And that was Wexford and Kilkenny. Two goals and 15 points to Wexford to 127. Oof. Really, really disappointing match from Wexford. They they got off to a great start, Wexford. I six minutes in, they had a goal, and I think it was two points. The goal came from a penalty, and I thought, all right, things are on track. They've started as they should, and you really can't ask for a better start to a match. Yeah, and really, that was the only point that they looked anyway in control of the game itself. They they spent the next twenty five minutes not scoring. While Kilkenny put up one eleven in that time, yeah, twenty five minutes, and and like there were decent lengthy periods in the second half of no scoring as well. Not not as high as twenty five minutes, but like that that one figure of twenty five, yeah, really should make you. They didn't score from play at all in the first half, Wexford. Yeah, it was it was shocking. <laughs> um, considering they, these matches, they've always got so hyped against Kilkenny. They've put mm. it up to them every time, and. They just felt totally, totally flat. They couldn't win possession. They seemingly were unable to win high ball. I, I don't know, like, they, even that kind of short passing just didn't... 
even the short passing, which they're usually, you know, they usually seem to carry across with um, great success. It was just not going right. Yeah, like a lot of fumbles, a lot of weird first touch issues, kind of things you'd expect earlier on in the season. A lot of issues with um, just even simple things of um, just simple first touch things, which shouldn't be an issue for an experienced uh, team like Wexford at this point in time. And really, really cost them because Kilkenny were, from the word go, were really on top of things. And they certainly weren't going to be making the silly mistakes that Wexford were making. And, And... like there was an awful thing that I noticed about it, um, in particular one chance of um Wexford in possession, um pushing up through the pushing up through the centre of the pitch, um, running forward, running forward, running forward, pretty much right you know, running into Kilkenny backs. Yeah. Player available on the left hand side, puts his hand up, you know, to call for it, and no no pass comes. They try the shot, it's blocked. Yeah. And Kilkenny, you know, and then you can see the Wexford player, I can't remember who the who it even is, throw down their hurley to the ground in frustration. Yeah. And I, that really summed up the whole match for me. It was a case of, I, I don't know what sort of tactics they were putting in or were there any sort of tactics at play here, but... I think Very the worrying poor. thing is, though, they had quite a few moments like that. Now, I, while this match was going on, I had um, another screen. Um, I was updating the score for the rating system. You know, I could get the running odds of uh, from Pewter on you know who it thought would win. And often, when there's like a real sitter of a free, you know, things like that or penalty, you know, I, I kind of have the score like written into the cell, ready to press enter because it's mm. just you know you know they're going to score from that. And I had several of those occasions, those occasions where I just had to hit escape or backspace because nope, they missed. They missed some really, really simple, basic shots. Um, uh, yeah, like a huge number of what would have been, I would have considered very straightforward shots for some of those players, just wide and and quite a few wides as well. And really, like, was it nerves or was it? I'm not sure if it was nerves or they did have. At least one good period in the match. I think they they opened both halves fairly well, as we said. You know, they had mm. the goal early on in the first half, and the second half they did manage to get it back to three points. Um, and considering they were down at eight by eight at, at half time, you know that seemed good. But really, then they just fell back again. Um, Only to let Kilkenny score another what, yeah, additional six yeah. points and and just pull away. And really, like um, I I think for Wexford in terms of play like I suppose Aidan Nolan scored a goal and that was in the penalty that was his um, contribution and Rory O'Connor who had a had a great game he had some wide mm. uh, he had some wides himself scored 12 points yeah. yeah 12 points 8 frees and 4 from play like he said and really those are the main contributors to the yeah. scoreline for Wexford which is kind of um, Kenny on the other hand then wide variety of uh, scores yeah. Really varied. So. And TJ Reid scoring 15, 12 from freeze, uh, so three from play, and Walter Walsh with a goal and a point. Yeah. And then lots and lots of players just contributing one or two each. Um, mm. Yeah, it was very straight. I think, really, the question with Wexford, because um, he always has to take the focus as like, Davy, because they looked very sluggish and they didn't look themselves. And I suppose I have two theories. One is that, you know, Davey has this reputation for overtraining teams. And I'm worried that it's seeped in here again because um, they just looked wrecked. 
They just couldn't get they couldn't get fired up in front of a huge home crowd, you know, against Kilkenny, the old rivals. Like they looked tired. They looked tired. Um, and playing in Wexford Park, actually, that's the other thing. You were playing in Wexford Park. Yeah. It wasn't like you were playing in Nolan Park like last time. And it's not like they haven't played and beaten Kilkenny. They they have a pretty good record at this point. Um, so I don't think that really factors in. But they just looked very tired. But I, I do have, you know, now that does seem the most likely theory, especially given, given Davies' reputation. But I have another theory. Hmm. April Fool's, Mind Games. Davies uh, thinking way ahead of everyone, you know, he's thinking, you know, in Leinster, oh, you know, they, they think we'll be pushovers after this one. And then, bam, come out, surprise. Because, yeah. you know, people people were starting to expect them to be good after the run they've been on. And, you know, uh, I think last year they kind of relied on, on the surprise factor a lot and teams not expecting mm. them to be as good as they are. So I think he need, he's going to get back to that. He's going to, you know, work on, on teams not expecting them. And then, bam, you know, it worked you know, when he was manager of Clare back in 2013, no one saw that team coming. It worked last year, Wexford gaining promotion, getting to the Leinster final. You know, he's, he's going to see if it can work again. Only if you're, you know, and you'll only see these patterns, really, if you're familiar with Davy. that he's just... Mind it's things. all psychological warfare, yeah. really. Um, Davy Davy thinks that the battle is first won in the mind, not um, not on the pitch. And um, I mean, he has, he has won All-Ireland as manager and two, two as a player, so... You know, mm. that says something. Yeah, that says something. Brian Cody's one of you as well, but you know, like there you go. So I suppose anyway, um, talking a lot about Wexford on Kilkenny's yeah. side of things, you know, they were good. It was it was hard to compare because it was such a lopsided game. But yeah, Kilkenny again, like we were saying before this match. Oh well, you know, Wexford will probably be better from play. So if they just stop Kilkenny getting their freeze. You know they should be able to win, but the opposite happened. Kilkenny kept getting their freeze, and they just totally stopped Wexford getting anything from play at all. Um, they, they totally won controlled the a game. lot of ball, yeah, and they blocked. Um, they blocked a lot of sh- um, shots in Wexford. They were very tight um, defensively yeah. as well. Prior to this game, bringing the uh, excess numbers uh, so far in in the league up to this game, Wexford scored about sixty five percent of their score from play. In this match, it was forty five percent. And there's yeah. a lot lower score as a result. Um, whereas Kilkenny, yeah, just kept plugging away on, on the scores as usual. Um, and yeah, Kilkenny again, like early on the year, we were writing them off and they've just looked stronger every game. They've mm. really improved. And, you know, for all the people saying at the start of the year that Cody, Cody should have retired, like he doesn't need to be like trying to, you know, deal with a rebuilding project. He may as well go off and retire. But like, this is why he stayed on um, this kind of turnaround in such a short space of time. It's unbelievable, and it reminds us like why he's been there for almost twenty years now, and um, why it's like really, really lazy <laughs> pundits who go out and say, "Oh, maybe he should retire." It's like, no, he doesn't. You know, the problem's not with Cody; <laughs> he'll retire. With um, it turns out there wasn't enough of a problem either. Yeah, the uh, problem's not with Cody. Um, you, you know, it's a case of, you know, pundits come out every year, you know, Kilkenny haven't won in All-Ireland. Oh, is it time for him to go? Um, you know, we spoke about this before. No, he's yeah. fine. Um, Derek McGrath, on the other hand. That's our lazy punditry. And, <laughs> and turns out our lazy punditry has come true because he's going to finish up this year. Yeah. But, um, I suppose that's it for the previous matches um yeah. and going into 
lazy punditry coming true. The start mm. of this year, I made a prediction that the league would be won by a 1A team for the first time since 2014. And it's going to come true, because we have the final happening Sunday, 8th of April, between Kilkenny and Tipperary in Nolan Park. Only thing I didn't see coming was that it would be the exact same teams that were playing in the final in 2014. Um, looked it up today... These teams have played one another in, including replays, ten times in the last ten years in finals, either league or all Ireland, which is impressive. And can I say it's a very vanilla final? Yeah, I mean, very it's, vanilla. It's it's impressive for both those teams, but it is a matchup we're maybe a little bit sick of. It, it's it would it would have been nice to have the novelty of Limerick or Wexford making it in here rather than the teams we've seen play. So a Limerick Kilkenny final or a Limerick Wexford final. That would have been a bit more interesting. Tipperary and Wexford, I'm not sure if that would have been as interesting. Ah, I think a Limerick-Kilkenny matchup would be interesting. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's a very, very traditional final. A bit disappointing in that regard. But on the other hand, from a pure... I I think ourselves ourselves and Michael Dignan are are, are very (laughs) disappointed about this. Yeah. Um, Which is actually why, if you had gone on my favouring of Wexford to win and Limerick to win you'll have been either very poor or very disappointed, or both. Currently um, the running total as well in uh, Division 1 match predictions. Yeah. Uh, you're you're training on 50% correct. Oh, well, uh, when I've, I've got... 50, right, 50% of the time I've I'm got, wrong, the other 50. I've got 63%, and computer's way ahead of both of us on uh, almost 70% correct. Really? Yeah, it's, it's trashing us. It doesn't matter how, how we oh. predict this one, it's going to win in terms of league predictions this year. Oh. So, uh, yeah. I think I think my choices are more interesting. Oh, yeah. I mean, it makes yeah. the podcast better, certainly. Yeah. Awfully. Remember when they were going to happen? <laughs> oh, awfully. <laughs> I said it. I said it. I went for them. I was proven wrong. Yes, you, and you, that's went why... the, you went for them. I'm looking over the list now. You went for them against Limerick. <laughs> And that's it took why us a I'm while at, to cop on to who was going to be good this year, I think. That's why I'm at 50% and uh, Peter is at 70, 70, 70% and you Almost are at 63. 70. Yeah. Um, so, so there you go. I am the least reliable person on this podcast for your predictions. You're at uh, least as good as a coin, though. So That's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. I'll take a coin toss. Yeah. Um, I'll take a coin toss percentage-wise. Um but, you know... I'm sure there are pundits who are paid who do worse than a coin, coin toss. Oh, I bet so. Uh, but in fairness, again, it's for the reasons that they have to make a more interesting show, so they have to really overthink it. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, it's just in kit to Henry Shefflin be really smug about Kilkenny winning, and, you know, oh, it's great for Kilkenny. All but, right. Um, anyway, I think we've made our, our position clear through our procrastination, through our words that it's not the most intriguing final, um, but no. at the same time, from a pure hurling perspective, it should be good because you know you look at their group stage match. That was a very good game. Came down to a point in the end, like really good back and forth game, and that was them nowhere near full strength because they were both missing a lot of players to Fitzgibbon Cup at the time. So mm. you know, based on that, you know, there's there's a lot that that should be good about this. And then I th- I think the background, you know, we were saying they met ten times in the last ten years. But most of those wins have gone to Kilkenny. I think Tip will be hungry. Um, I think this time as well, the fact that they'll have Jason Ford back, they didn't have him last time, it'll make it very interesting. Um, Then on the other hand, Kilkenny, obviously, they've just been 
picking up speed all year, and they get to play at home, which I was very surprised by. I, I was expecting a which neutral is unusual, venue, but, yeah. For... But even if you wouldn't get a neutral venue, you'd expect Simple Stadium due to the just the yeah, bigger, due to the capacity, bigger yeah. capacity and just the tradition of it, I suppose. But um, Nolan Park, yeah, should be. Yeah, one thing at least with that is that it should be packed for a league final. You know, it's not as big capacity, but it'll feel much more full. Um, but yeah, I, I think it should be a good game. I think both teams will be very fired up about it. And, you know, Tip after, last year just fell apart in the league final. They'll be really eager to prove that that was a once-off. And Kilkenny, after all the talk about them early, early in the year, I'm sure, like, I'm sure Cody probably has a big, thick three-ring binder of... Uh, all the headlines saying they were gone at the start of the year that he can present mm. to them. And, and uh, audio clips of me <laughs> yeah. that he plays repeatedly to himself. I, I think really, again, like Jason Ford is going to be in a lot. He's going to, their Tipperary are going to rely heavily on him. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Kilkenny deal with him. Um, seems to be quite hard to deal with him in the first place. Um, and then obviously for Kilkenny, it's kind of, you know, it's TJ Reid on... TJ Reid on point taking uh, on free taking duty uh, and definitely there I would expect a few frees out of this match so his contribution is not going to be slight um be interested to see just how Walter Walsh had a great game last um uh, like last week so it'd be interesting to see his contribution overall um and just to see if they can keep that scoring distribution up or will tip just sit very heavily sit very heavily on the Kilkenny forwards and midfield for Kilkenny for Kilkenny, I think, look, DJ Reid is a very important part to their game. Um, I, and, like, I think if they can keep the distribution up, fine. Um, and for Tip, yeah, I, I think I'd favour Tip really in this going forward. I'm not sure if there's anything... Um, I, I think the, the stronger of the two, from from what I've seen and um, what I've seen to date, um, I think they have plenty of depth in their panel. And I think they've had a... You know they've had a pretty good league um, all the way through, um, which the same could not be levelled at uh, Kilkenny definitely in the at the initial stages. But like I could be easily proven wrong on this. I mean I am, I am as good as a coin toss. So <laughs> no, I'm I'm going to slightly edge it uh, in Tip's favour as well. I think now there is very little between them. I I, I reckon, mm. um, and I wouldn't be surprised if Kilkenny just come away and win this. But you know I I think. It was an extremely close game since in the, the last time. I think, you know, since then, as I said, Tip have had more players come back. Kilkenny, they're still, they don't have quite the same depth that Tip have. They've definitely found a few very good young players. They've definitely found a lot more than we were expecting them to find uh, over the course of the league. But they're still missing a lot of players out to injuries and army duty and various reasons. Um, so I think just, yeah. And as you said, Tip... They have been that bit more consistent across the league. I think maybe as well they've faced uh, maybe, you know, in, in their semi-final, I think they had a much tougher match than Kilkenny did, as it turned out, because um, Wexford just didn't quite show up. Yeah, I just think it'll it'll slightly edge tip, but, you know, Nolan Park factor could be strong as well. It's mm. been a very long time since tip have beaten Kilkenny in Nolan Park. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a boring traditional matchup, but... It should still be good, and you know, from from the point of view of Tipperary and from Kilkenny, it's not a boring matchup. It's facing the, you know, old rival, uh, the traditional rival, and you know, I, I think it'll be very good. Um, I do think, as usual, you know, it'll it'll come down to kind of scores from free versus 
scores from play. Um, you know, Tip will score more from play and Kilkenny more from freeze, but uh, freeze will not be insubstantial, I think, in this one. Mm. I think there's going to be a lot of shouldering. There's going to be maybe a schmozzle or two. Uh, yeah, should be an interesting one to watch. Should be a bit of a cracker. Um, so I've gone for Tipperary. You go for? I'm going for Tipperary. And uh, Computer is going for Kilkenny. 73% chance. There was actually a really big swing when Nolan Park was announced at the venue. Beforehand, I just, as a preliminary thing, I'd, I'd uh, put in this match assuming a neutral venue. And it had it a little bit in Tip's favour. But uh, the, the move to Nolan Park has made Pewter very much uh, go in Kilkenny's favour. What does Pewter? What does Pewter know that we don't? You know, it's given us it's seventy percent accuracy. On, because uh, Kilkenny very, very rarely lose at home, and it, it's crunched the numbers, and they lose at home far, far less than I think any other team. I think they have the best home advantage um, of any team. By Followed secondly by uh, Clare, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. very close behind. Um, yeah, I think Kilkenny and Clare are up there. The other side, I think. Limerick and Waterford don't do as well at home. And I think Cork, but that might be changing now that they've parked Cueve again. Hmm. Anyway, yeah, Kilkenny, the home advantage, will definitely play its part in this one. So, that's the final. Predicted. Mm. Done. Done. And, um, and, and much sooner than usual. Can if you want to make sort of predictions and just about anything in particular, it doesn't even have to be sport, just general predictions, then you can either um, look at a horoscope or, better still, tweet. Tweet at this address. Tweet at tweet at this Twitter address, at which Cahill will now announce. At TY Data Points. Um, tweet at us, whatever that is. Um, or if you'd like to send on longer rambles about Aries crossing Mars and why chicken soup is great on Wednesdays, um, in general, as a general rule, then you can email. I mean, it is, but oh well, like, yeah. I mean, it's you can't go wrong. But if if you have a good recipe, you know, email mail at takeyourdatapoints dot com, and um, yeah, you know, and and as we said earlier, you know, the the difficulties of this being an audio medium. If you want me to send on that really good uh, Limerick highlight with the Nolan mm. Pass that I couldn't quite describe perfectly, you know, maybe maybe tweet us and I'll uh, I'll retweet you the link to that clip because it, it's pretty good. It was there. I think their twenty third point or their twenty second point that they scored, maybe it was it was pr- happening in the sixty sixth minute. Look, look it up. It was pretty great. And um, look at in look it up in a book. <laughs> and um, I, I have an update on our Instagram, our social media social media presence, uh, to which we're actively pursuing. So apparently, Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. It's one of these websites to which we need to set up an account, and. That seems like a lot. That could take some time. Um, so, so you know, more stay tuned. Needed. Stay tuned. More research is required. Um, I have to figure out what an email. You know, what email address to use. Um, have to go to the council for that research grant, so we can even you know fund this whole thing. Yeah, whether take your data points as male or female. We've never thought to ask Pewter as to what sex Pewter is. Um, I'm pretty sure they do not want to assume that certainly. Yeah. Um and there's just a lot it is a minefield of registration options uh, to which will take some time and some careful negotiation. Yeah. So that's can't the Instagram be, can't update. Can't be too careful on that social media these days. 
Yeah. But uh, if you want to be reckless, as we said, then tweet us. Go mad. So, uh, yeah, I think that's that's about it for this episode. Obviously, a lot faster because only three matches to go through. Um, we'll be back after this match for talk about how it went and general league review, maybe some predictions for the upcoming All-Ireland. And uh, I suppose as well, because it's a final, I'm going to have to do one of those uh, in-depth analysis articles as well, which always <laughs> take... They're, they're generally good, but oh my God, they take ages. So... Uh, so you better appreciate it and I should have I should have spent the the off season improving the software that I made to do that. I could have it it takes a long time to do, but then the analysis takes about as long again. And I definitely could have done some things to like filter the data better, make it test take less time. But ah well, you fool. Yeah, it's a good podcast. It's a good rap, everybody. Cahill's washing machine. This is for his bed sheets. He needs his bed sheets. Take your dad points exclusive. Private look.